Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's episode. And our top story today is about a man from Medway who spent almost 13 weeks in hospital but still doesn't know what's wrong. Now, Ben Wright started suffering severe abdominal pain before Christmas. A 36-year-old was initially told it's Crohn's or colitis, but further tests revealed that wasn't the case. Well, his wife, Kaylee has been speaking to the podcast. He had like severe diarrhea so he could go about 20 times a day and it was literally like turning on a tap there was just nothing um and abdominal pain it started um and it started off like cramp and then it just became progressively worse so um yeah that's how it all started back in December he can't eat can't drink but you can't get well enough for surgery. Like, essentially, where do we move forward from this? So at current, he is on morphine, anti-sickness every four hours. He's get having fluids. He's, again, just getting worse. Um, and we are awaiting, hopefully, St Thomas's to come back. We Well, we just essentially need that second opinion now. Kaylee has criticised the care that Ben has received whilst he's been at Medway Maritime Hospital in Gillingham. We've had this statement from Alison Davis, who is the Chief Medical Officer for Medway NHS Foundation Trust. We are sincerely sorry if Mr Wright and his family feel the care he has received during his stay at Medway Maritime Hospital falls below the high standards of care we expect. We are investigating the concerns raised by Mr Wright's family and we'll be in touch with them in due course to discuss our findings. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today. And a motorcyclist has died in a head-on crash with two cars near Sevenoaks. The man in his 40s was riding with two other bikers on Shoreham Road when the collision happened yesterday afternoon. Police and paramedics were called, but he was pronounced dead at the scene. An Ashford man who conned people out of thousands of pounds with fake sales of sheds and garden furniture on Facebook has avoided being sent to prison. Thomas Hopkins used the cash to fund a cocaine and gambling addiction. The 30-year-old from Esserfoot Road has got to do 200 hours of unpaid work and pay compensation to his victims. A man who's alleged to have bought fruit and veg from a supermarket before selling it online as organic boxes is being hunted by police. Mark Bullen is on Kent Police's most wanted list in connection with several fraud offences, including in Tunbridge Wells. The 52-year-old is thought to have fled the county and moved to Edinburgh, where he's also wanted. An elderly man and his carer have admitted stealing 2,000 pounds worth of goods from an M&S store in Sevenoaks. Some of the items they walked out with included bottles of brandy, wine and high-end seafood items. The 72 and 54-year-olds have been ordered to pay around £300 in fines, costs and compensation. Now, social media firms have agreed to work closer with UK authorities as part of new plans to try and stop people crossing the channel to Kent in small boats. The likes of TikTok, Facebook and X will remove ads that have been posted by smugglers gangs, but some say it just won't work, including Fizek Qureshi, who's from the Migrants' Rights Network. We would say that the action or reaction of the government demonstrates the failure, again, to look at the root causes of why people are having to turn to smugglers. And smuggling is a reaction to a need and a demand. And 
focusing on the smugglers is dealing with the symptom, not the cause. And that's reflective of refugee policies globally. I mean, what you've seen is you don't tend to hear of smuggling gangs for Ukrainians or Hong Kongers, and that's because they have those safe routes. And we would say, again, it's unlikely to have a, a dent in the smugglers' uh, actions because uh, from the people that we have spoken to, they don't that they use word of mouth to find uh, routes to get to the UK. Um, and so tackling, just focusing in on social media, we don't think is going to have much of a dent in their actions. We definitely think there needs to be more opportunities and routes for people to get to the UK. I think there's still some uh, work to do with the resettlement schemes. The numbers have been very small. It still takes a long time to get um, onto those schemes and then get to the UK. So I think there's a there's a whole scale uh, like approach that needs to be taken to actually tackle this issue um, kind of more broadly. And I hope that they'll work with the NGOs that have the expertise and the, the people with the lived experience who've gone through having to turn to smugglers to actually find out uh, what the best routes um, are to get to the UK. Meantime, the Royal Reports ministers are considering flying asylum seekers who arrive off small boats in the English Channel to Ascension Island, which is 4,000 miles away. It's described as a plan B if a similar move in Rwanda fails. Now, that proposal is currently facing legal challenges in the courts. Kent Online reports. The family of a Medway man who's been missing for more than two weeks say they won't give up searching for him. 22-year-old Liam Graham was last seen holding his head and shouting for help in a video taken in the early hours of the morning. He was walking home by North Street Farm on Stoke Road in Hoo. Southeastern bosses say they still expect to run a normal service despite an overtime ban by train drivers. Members of the ASLEF union won't be doing any additional shifts this week as part of their call for better pay. London's mayor has suggested Kent should have its own car scrappage scheme to help drivers when the ultra-low emission zone expands to the county's border. From the end of the month, anyone in an older, more polluting vehicle will have to pay to head into boroughs including Bromley and Bexley. Well, Sadiq Khan has told neighbouring counties to bring in initiatives so motorists get cash towards greener vehicles. An Indian takeaway in Hythe has closed after being hit with a one-star hygiene rating. Inspectors found no hot water and prawns defrosting in a bucket on the floor of Dabber, the spice pot on Martello Drive. The owners voluntarily closed the site following the visit in May, but say issues have been addressed and they do hope to reopen. Now, a multi-store car park in Ashford that's been pretty much empty for years could be used by staff at a new bike factory in the town. Bosses at Brompton want to build a multi-million pound HQ on land near Ashford and the designer outlet creating 4,000 jobs. Now, the site itself wouldn't actually have any car parking spaces, so it's thought the Ashford International Station facility could be used instead. It's been pretty much empty, as I mentioned, because Eurostar services haven't been stopping at Ashford International since the pandemic. And a petition's been set up calling for free parking to be reinstated in Faversham. Evening charges were introduced by Swale Council back in March, but business owners say it's having a detrimental effect on trade. Authority bosses have told us they're aware of the petition and have confirmed there'll be a review. Cancel. 
Headline reports. Bosses in Thanet have agreed to spend £5 million on new council homes in Ramsgate. They're buying 42 properties on the new Spitfire Green development off Hame Road and will act as landlord. It's part of plans to provide hundreds more affordable homes in the area. Elsewhere, national highways have raised concerns about plans to build thousands of homes on land near Sittingbourne. Roads bosses say the idea of more than 8,000 properties not far from Tenham could impact the nearby M2 and A249. Developers say the proposal includes highways and infrastructure work to reduce traffic problems including a new junction to the motorway. Next today and a Kent boy whose legs had to be amputated after he was abused as a baby is preparing to set off on an epic fundraiser. Tony Hudgels already raised more than a million pounds by doing a walk on his prosthetics. Well I've been chatting to Tony and his adoptive mum Paula who've been telling me all about their latest challenge. So we're climbing a mountain. And where are we climbing that mountain? No district. <laughs> where did this whole idea come from? Where did the challenge originate? Um, well, I said I want to um, climb a mountain and that's where we got it from. So back in 2020, when um, Tony did his uh, 10K walk challenge after Captain Tom, um, when he was asked what his next challenge he wanted, um, he said he wanted to climb a mountain. Um, so Steve Watts um, got in touch and said that he would help facilitate that. Um, it was supposed to have been last year, but obviously I was diagnosed with bowel cancer, so we had to postpone it. Um, and we've postponed it to this year. So, um, we're yeah, when we're doing it now, yeah, aren't we? we're doing it. <laughs> I know you put in a huge amount of training for your 10K walk, which was hugely successful. How much training have you had to do to climb a mountain? Because that must be a whole different sort of challenge for well, you. Well, we've done it. Uh, we've done all these ch- challenges down at this place called Bendrick, and um, i done some rock climbing. And after I'd done that, they said I could do it. I have been seeing some videos of your press-ups and climbing up uh, a climbing wall in a play park that was very, very impressive, Tony, I must say. Um, Do you have to adapt the prosthetics or have different prosthetics to do this sort of challenge? Yeah, so we've actually got two two lots of prosthetics we'll be using. Um, One have a knee bend and the other ones don't. So on the the bit easier terrain, he'll be using his normal legs um, that have the knee bend bend a little bit more complicated then we'll be using the ones that don't bend obviously it's a bit harder as well because obviously he hasn't got that flexibility there um and some of it he will be literally scrambling up with his um just some gloves on his hands and a little bit of protection over his stumps so you know it's going to be a multiple ways of, of getting him up there um and we'll just see how we go along along the route um We'll be well looked after and hopefully we'll have some nice little surprises along the way as well. Yeah. But well, we'll we'll see what happens. We just want the weather. Yeah. <laughs> we want everyone to pray for some not so wet weather. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? Oh, that would be super. Tell us the name of the mountain and, and how high it is and how long roughly you think the challenge well, is going to take. It'll probably take us around about four, four hours to get up there. Um, probably another three to come down, uh, depending on how slow Tony is, because he does like to chat on the way and um, bits and pieces. But we'll, we'll just see. It's weather dependent as well. So, you know, obviously, if we end up with a few more challenges there. Um, but it's Oris Ted in uh, the Lake District that he's climbing. Um, it's the very first um, mountain that Wainwright 
um, climbed as well. So it's quite quite fitting, really. So as you heard there, Tony is climbing Orest Head in the Lake District for four different charities. He has already had £12,000 donated online. Plus, he's had a very special message from a former soldier from Kent who made history earlier this year. Hello, Tony. Uh, this is Hari Buramagar here. I'm the first double above knee amputee to climb the Mount Everest, the tallest mountain in the world. I wish you all the very best on your challenge to summit your first Lakeland Mountain. Uh, good luck. All the very best to Tony. We'll keep you updated on how he gets on. Kent Online News. A Medway man who was given just a 22% chance of survival after being diagnosed with leukaemia has had a potentially life-saving transplant. Ricky Kennedy from Who was rushed to hospital after feeling unwell and almost collapsing at home and told he had the disease just a few days later. Well, the 32-year-old is recovering after receiving stem cells and is planning a charity football match next month in aid of Leukaemia UK. And landlord has reopened a struggling pub in Westmoreland in a last-ditch bid to try and save it. The Wheat Sheaf has been running as a private members club since the pandemic but is now a public house again. It's hoped the decision will turn the business around so it doesn't have to be sold. Elsewhere, a Ramsgate pub has reopened as a hotel following a £100,000 renovation. The Bedford Inn dates back to the 19th century with bosses saying transforming the Victorian building hasn't been easy. Well, it's now got guest rooms which it's hoped will encourage more people to visit the town. On to something completely different now and a former WWE star has opened a new wrestling school in Tunbridge Wells. Aisha Raymond fell in love with the sport when all-star wrestling shows came to the town when she was a child when in 2017 she signed with the WWE to compete in the May May Young Classic to find the next generation of female talent and our reporter Joe Crossley has been chatting to her. You get out of it what you need to get out of it. it it's a combination of art, fitness and performance. So if you generally just want to improve your physical fitness, it's perfect for it. There's no other cardio that rests in cardio. Um, if you wanted to f um, perfect your performance skills, we can do that too. Or if you actually generally want to be a professional wrestler, we can do that as well. And what's the worst thing about wrestling and what's the best thing about wrestling? The worst thing about wrestling is that people think there's something wrong about wrestling. There's nothing wrong with wrestling. Um, the best thing about wrestling to me is the community that it allows you to have. Like, I can honestly say that I wouldn't have the friendship circles and the family that I have now if it wasn't professional wrestling. So it kind of gives you uh, somewhat of an identity. And can you just kind of dispel the misconception that wrestling is fake? Oh, I said the F word. I know. It's not fake. There's more, I've seen more injuries happen outside of the wrestling ring on the show before. And personally to me, all of my injuries came from training, which is probably something I shouldn't say to you right now. Um, but, it, you know, there's, there's sacrifices and there's like trips and valleys and everything we do. Football is quite difficult. Basketball, you literally could jump and break your ankle. Um, a sport that we do is just like every other. And you can see how Joe got on when he was put through his paces by clicking on the Tunbridge Wells pages of Kent Online. And Pedro Pascal has been spotted at an art gallery in Margate. The Game of Thrones, Mandalorian and Last of Us star is thought to have been visiting an exhibition inspired by him. He was pictured outside the Rhodes Gallery yesterday. Kent Online Sports. Football first up and it was a perfect start to the season for Gillingham. They beat Stockport County 1-0 away from home on Saturday. Robbie McKenzie came off the bench to get the winner and manager Neil Harris spoke to the club after the final whistle. Uh, well, it's not going to dampen expectation levels, is it? Which I try to do during the week, uh, manage perspective and expectation. Um, 
No, I thought for 38 minutes, I thought he was excellent. We absolutely dominated the game with the ball and without the ball. Um, I thought we, we just lacked a little bit in the final third. That little bit of penetration in the final third was missing. Um, and then we, we knew Stockport would come out second half and, and you know, be better. And they're such a clever team. You know, Dave's such a good coach that he's, you know, they work out how to create overloads. They've got so many good players that can affect the game. And, and they did in the second half. They, they, their shape came on top. First half, our shape dominated. Second half, for 20 minutes, their shape dominated. Um, and, and decided to adjust to a back five um, just to try and give us a little bit more support. But rather than sit in and do it, we put another centre forward on as well, you know, just to try and stretch the game and, and be an attacking threat. And, and, and ultimately, it made us better. Um, and um, I just thought, I thought it was two very, very good teams um, playing two very different shapes. Um, that we dominated one, they dominated the second. Defensively, incredibly stubborn, the shape, the discipline. Everyone put bodies on the line, shout at the back. Not, I won't name individual players, but just incredibly strong and the game plan just didn't be executed perfectly. Yeah, well, first half was more about uh, how we pressed in the, in, the, in the mid and final third, um, getting after the ball and trying to defend our goal. And then the second half, when their wing-backs really come into play and their wide centre-half stepping in to create overloads, um, you know, people like Nick Powell and Louis Barry on the pitch, you know, ball carriers and, and clever with the ball, then it's extremely tough. Um, and, and their shape dominated. But what, what didn't change all game was our willingness uh, and desire to defend. So, um, you know, I'm really pleased with my lad's reaction because uh, we had a really poor game at Cambridge United a couple of weeks ago um, and, and the desire wasn't there for me and uh, sort of brought it up quite early. Um, and, you know, I think we clearly saw that today. So. Um, we saw a little bit of a product in the end, but also a real attitude and desire to defend their goal. Just been in the dressing room, and everyone is absolutely shattered, but absolutely on the feet, aren't they? Given everything and more today. Yeah, as, as expect my team to do, as they should do every week, home or away. Um, you know, it, you know what, what that does today just carries that real good feel, good factor, the momentum over from last season, over from a trip to Como and a good pre-season. Um, we thank the fans for travelling in numbers. Uh, I know how tough it is to get here because it took us seven hours to get here yesterday. Um, and again, I thought we just looked, we looked like one football club together, and that makes us so much stronger. And um, you know, again, we had to dig in. We had to dig in, and it was nice to be able to celebrate um, after digging in. Just finally, for me, a clean sheet and Jake Turner went for him in goal. Had a good game. I'm, I'm imagine for you, that was a really tough call. Yeah, really tough call. Uh, two number ones. Two number ones, not often as a manager, been in that position and didn't feel like I was in that position last summer with Jake. Um, just thought Jake grew with his 17 or 18 games he played last year. He really grew with a, a year's training expectation, what, what I'd ask of him as a goalkeeper. Um, and I thought Salford last game of the season he was outstanding. He was he was a man in goal. Um, let's not forget, eight weeks ago, Glenn Morris, or ten weeks ago, Glenn Morris was our player of the year. And deservedly so. So it was a, a real tough, tough call. I just felt uh, Jake had had the better of pre-seasons than Glenn. Glenn's had a few niggles. Um, but that's not underestimating what Glenn Morris brings to our football club and, and, and how good he still is. And the Jills are back in action tomorrow as they welcome Southampton to Priestfield in the Carabao Cup. Now, how are your nerves holding up? England are through to the quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup, but it certainly wasn't easy. It went to penalties against Nigeria after finishing nil-nil following normal and extra time. England eventually won 4-2 on spot kicks. Lauren James will miss the next match, though, as she was sent off. And Kent's Alessia Russo missed 
missed out on taking a penalty after being subbed late on in the second half. And finally, in cricket, Kent have suffered a huge defeat to Leicestershire Foxes in their latest one-day cup match. The Spitfires were beaten by 264 runs at Beckenham yesterday after struggling with the bat. Their next match is against Lancashire at Blackpool on Wednesday. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. And you can get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. To do that, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.